Welcome to The Light of the World, and this is Jerry G. Martin. It was only a few months ago when we had a major power outage in our community. Did you notice that while the power was out in your home, there was nothing that required power operating? The refrigerator, the garage door, the television, the air conditioning system, or the heating system was not working. Even though they were fine, they did not have the power. That's the way it is in the life of believers. God has given us the power of the Holy Spirit to work in us. It was Jesus who said, you will receive power after the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses. Listen to this message as we continue to share on the power of the Holy Spirit. Now come and go with us as we walk in the light of God's word. The Bible says that Jesus Christ was filled with the Holy Spirit and with power, and he went around doing the work of miracles, casting out devils, healing the sick, loosing those that were bound. Jesus Christ, after he was resurrected from the dead, had his disciples. He had more than 12, but he had 12 that he was working with. And he'd worked with these disciples for three years, and he'd seen them grow. And as his disciples, he, he had confidence that they were going to be his followers. But he knew he was leaving. He says, I'm going, and I'm not going to be here. And, you know, uh, the Bible tells us that he, he laid hands on them, and he sent them out before, and and you remember guys going out and healing the sick and casting out demons. They were doing work, and he empowered them to go and do that work. But as he was thinking about his leaving and what was going to have to happen because he entrusted these 12 men that are standing here in representing of those disciples, he entrusted you. I'm, I'm, I'm believing that you're going to carry on the work. I want you to go on, and I want you to spread the gospel. He said to them, and in Matthew 28, he says, I want you to go into all the world, preaching the gospel and teaching those and baptizing and doing all of the work. In fact, you're going to do greater things that I am doing. What you see me doing, you're going to do greater things. But then Jesus thought about what he had told them, and then he looked at them. And he said to himself, and then he eventually said to them, if they're going to do more than what I've been doing, they're going to need some help. You're going to need some help. I can look at you and tell. Because they're like, what? And when he leaves, what are we going to do? And in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, he says to them, here's what I want you to do, because you guys are going to need some help. You cannot do what I want you to do without some help. So I want you to go to Jerusalem. And I want you to wait. The Father has promised to send you some help. And uh, you wait until you are endued with power. He said, now you have a desire. You have an interest. You have a dedication. But you don't have power. You don't have that power to do what I need you to do. And you're not going to have that power until I send you the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit is going to come and he's going to not only just be on you, he's going to be in you and then he's going to cause you then to be able to have the 
Somebody say power. Power to do what I need you to do when I'm gone. He says, I'm leaving, but I'm not going to leave you without power. It's as if Jesus said, now these are some good guys. They just don't have any power. These are some good guys, but uh, they don't have uh, the spirit that's going to bring life and light and power and energy to them to do what I want them to do. And I know that if they don't have this power, they're going to be excited for a little while. But after a little while, they're going to get back to doing whatever they were going to do because they're not going to have the power to do whatever it is. Now, when a man dies, and we've seen people who've died, and uh, they are just laid out there, and it's nothing but a body when there's no spirit in it. The difference between someone who's dead and someone who's alive is that the alive person has a spirit. The dead person has no spirit. But spiritually speaking, Jesus says we're, we're not alive until we have the Holy Spirit in us. And so while you may be functioning physically, until you have the power of the Holy Spirit on the inside of you, you're just going to be going through the motions, doing all you can do on your own. But Jesus understood that power makes a difference. Power makes a difference, and that's why the book, book of Acts chapter 10 says Jesus Christ was anointed with the Holy Ghost and with power, and then he went out doing the work. He had the Holy Ghost from the time he was, before he was born. He, he was filled with the power before he got here, and he knew the operation of the power, and he knew that his disciples didn't have it. They got a little touch of it every once in a while, but he, that was just a little touch. He said it needed to be not only in you, on you, but in you. So he says, now you go there and you stay in Jerusalem until you receive the power. So this morning I want to talk to you about the baptism with the Holy Ghost. Because once they had the power, who's Peter? Anybody? Peter? That's Peter right here. <laughs> Peter who denied Jesus Christ, who said, I don't even know him. Don't he look like he would deny him? He don't look kind of shifted. <laughs> Peter said, I don't even know the man. Six weeks earlier, after the Holy Ghost came up on him, he started acting like a preacher. He got up and he began to preach on that day. And the Bible said 3,000 people came to the Lord because Peter was preaching. Well, you're some kind of preacher. So I want to talk about the baptism with the Holy Spirit, who's not just for the disciples, but for everyone who is saved so that you can have Power. Anybody want any power? <laughs> They're running a little commercial right now with a little kid who's dressed like Darth Vader. And he's walking around the house trying to make things come alive. <laughs> That's the way the saints are without power. They're walking around trying to lay hands on something, ain't nothing happening. You're trying to loose something, ain't nothing being loose. You're trying to bind something, nothing's being bound. You're trying to pray for somebody to get healed, ain't nobody getting healed. You're trying to do something, you, you have the form, but you don't have any power. So when Jesus prepared to make his departure from earth to heaven, one of the last things he instructed his disciples to do was to go to Jerusalem and wait on the gift that he would send them. And that happened in the book of Acts chapter 2 beginning in verse 1. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. And suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came upon them 
upon each of them, and all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Holy Spirit enabled them. A couple of things I want to point out here, in beginning in verse 3, they saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. Each of them, and in verse 4, all of them were filled. All of them. There were at least 120 that were spoken of in the book of Acts that went up to the upper room. When the Holy Spirit came, he said he filled each of them and all of them. And I want you to know that the Holy Spirit wants to fill each of you and all of you. That baptism in the Holy Spirit is what Jesus prepared his disciples to receive before his ascension. It was also the reception of the gift that the Father had promised in Luke 24 when Jesus said, my Father is going to send you a gift. So you want to go and wait for this gift of the Holy Spirit. I want you to notice that the disciples were already believers. They were already saved. They, they believed on Jesus Christ. They saw his resurrection. They believed on him. They were already believers. So he said, as a believer, you need to be baptized. You need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Jesus had already breathed on them. See, here's the thing. At the point of your salvation, you receive the Holy Spirit that comes to reside on the inside of you because you cannot get saved without the Holy Spirit's enablement to get saved. In John chapter 20, verse 21, this is before the day of Pentecost, Jesus said to his disciples, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I'm sending you. And, that, and with that, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. Receive the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is in every believer, is in every believer. If you believe, the Bible says that by one spirit we are baptized into the body of Christ by one spirit. It's the Holy Spirit that comes and draws you. It's the Holy Spirit that convicts you to let you know that you even need Jesus Christ in your life. When you come to the Lord, you say, I need change in my life. I need a change. I need things to change. I know I need God. That's not your mind just telling you that. That's the Holy Spirit uh, engaging you and drawing you so that you can receive Jesus Christ as your Lord. So you have the Holy Spirit on the inside of you if you are are saved. Now the Lord was telling him that now that you have the Holy Spirit on the inside of you, I want you to be totally emerged. I want you to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit fell and as he came on each of them, he overwhelmed them. He baptized their souls and their bodies in the power and the glory that was already dwelling in their spirits. Now my little illustration that I tell people sometimes when they don't understand this, I say that this is a bottle of water and this bottle has water in it. It's not filled. It looks like it's full, but it's not quite full because it's not all the way to the top. You can have the Holy Spirit in you and not be filled with it. I have enough water in here that will satisfy me if I drink it. I don't have enough for everybody in here. Now if it was overflowing, I can tell you, just get your little cup and you just come get some of this. That's the difference between having the Holy Spirit in you and being filled. 
See, when you have the Holy Spirit in you, you got enough for you. There are many people who just come to the church. They just can barely make it for themselves. Oh, pastor, I, I got these issues. Will you pray for me? I got issues. I got problems. I need help. I need, I need strength. I need joy. I need, I need a feeling. I need refreshing. I need an anointing. And that's what the people in the church are asking for when they come. Oh, I need, I need, I need, I need, I need. See, when you're filled with the Holy Spirit to overflowing, you are meeting somebody else's need. When you just have the Holy Spirit in you, that's enough just to keep you going. When you are filled and baptized and overflowing, then you can serve and minister because you can serve out of the strength and the power of the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And that's what God wants you to do. He wants you to do more than just have enough for you to come to church and say, I need, I need, oh, Pastor, I need strength. You know why you need strength? Because you ain't baptized to overflowing. You know why you, need, why you need some more joy? Because you're not baptized to overflowing. You just got enough just to hold on. You got enough just to sustain yourself. You got enough just to make it back to church the next time you come. But when you're baptized and you're filled and you're overflowing, it flows out of you. I got a river of life flowing out of me. The message of Jesus Christ has never changed. His purpose for those who would believe on him and follow him was for us to be engaged in the ministry of reaching others for the kingdom of God. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever would believe on him would not perish but shall have everlasting life. He wants to use us through the power of prayer and through the power of the Holy Ghost to be effective witnesses for his kingdom. This is Jerry G. Martin, and if you would like to hear today's message again, you can hear it on our podcast on The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. That's The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. And let me take this opportunity as well to invite you to be our guest at The Light of the World. We meet each Sunday in person at 16161 Old Humble Road. If you're in North Houston, Atascacita, Fall Creek, Summer Creek, Kingwood, you're in our neighborhood. So come on out and be our guest. We trust that God will bless your time with us. also want to let you know that we do have a bookstore on our campus. At the Beacon Bookstore, you can get Bibles, study materials, church supplies, communion supplies, or whatever you need. If we don't have it, we can order it for you. It's right here on our campus at the Light of the World. Call the Beacon at 281 281- 441-2885. Again, that's 281-441-2885. If you heard the word of God and you would desire someone to stand with you in prayer, call us at 281-964-1393. Again, that's 281-964-1393. Now for the light of the world, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, may the Lord our God richly bless you and we'll be with you again next time.